The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia. Woo, Alan Mia's here on this Aloha Friday. I think it's official, people. Alan will be on Let's... the HPU baseball broadcast later today. He is healthy. He is back 100% returning to the game. Let's go. <laughs> I'm excited. I actually woke up like this morning and was like, dude, it's baseball season for me Woo! finally. I know baseball season started a few weeks ago, but because I couldn't be a part of it, uh, you know, now for me it's official. Baseball yeah. starts today. I know Alan was questionable this whole week, so I was. it's good that he is. Was, he is. What do they call that? Uh, I was a game time decision. Exactly. That's why he was questionable. Just like you know, if you play fantasy football, when your players question questionable, it pretty much means they're ninety nine percent going to play. So that was Alan this whole week. He's still questionable for the broadcast, but it, by all accounts, now the only uh, crazy part is that hopefully it doesn't get rained out. You know what's funny? That was what I was thinking too. I, di- I didn't want to put the jinx out there, but I was like, up at my house at the top of Aleva, let me tell you something. It is like a hurricane up there. It is, it is yeah, how that wind is howling. And then because of the wind, it's bringing in all this rain. Uh, but they're passing showers, so that's the only good thing. Yeah, but but, it, but but at times it comes down hard. Yeah, I don't know. I spoke to Wink yesterday just to well to ask him how many innings. So if it does go in full swing, it will be a nine game or nine inning game first, and then a seven inning game second. But he also put in he's like that's if it doesn't get rained out because I guess it's been pretty rainy out there in YPO. So fingers crossed that the day that Allen is ready to go and we mad. don't get rained out, I'm sure and I'm sure Coach Dane will also too. But I haven't gotten the text yet, and if it's the city, they would have made the call by now to already cancel. Oh, they would have made that at yeah. like 4 o'clock in the morning. They would have morning. canceled the game, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it will go. Again, we will be out at Patsy Mink Central Oahu Regional Park for HPU Baseball. Pack West opener against Biola. First game is scheduled for 2 p.m. Make sure you just follow us on social media, though, for any game changes. Second game will probably be around like 6, 6.15-ish, depending, again, on the sun and how it sets over on that side. Or maybe it'll go earlier if there's tons of cloud cover and then there is no sun so we'll see uh what happens but yeah we're happy to have it'll be alan and kyle galdera on the broadcast for your double headers so be sure you tune in on your aloha friday that's perfect aloha friday drive time on the way back yeah friday baseball so it'll be exciting out there all right lots to get into today uh, i feel like majority of the show we are going to talk about that oh so uh lovely editorial piece that was put out in it's kind of been the talk of the town for the last like 24 hours uh it's june jones former you know that june jones university of hawaii football coach june it's jones so bad put it's out become a... that june jones it's like we're distancing ourselves <laughs> from him no i just you know if people are like june i was like no yeah that one uh, he the coach the the one that brought hawaii football all the way up to its glory days and we appreciate very much but i thought he was busy like coaching in the xfl and he puts out a editorial via the Star Advertiser yesterday, and it's kind of been the talk of the town, basically uh, sharing his thoughts about the selection committee and whatnot of regarding the University of Hawaii Director of Athletics position that is, you know, they're 
they posted the job, the job description, everything is there. I talked about that part maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Alan, I think you were out that day. So it was AC filling in for you when we really dove deep into talking about the position and the committee. But hey, we're going to talk about it again because uh, he brought it up again. And um, But like I said, we're going to spend a lot of time, I feel like majority of the show talking about that. So want to get into some of the other things first. Uh, as we know, some of the these little things happening, the Kamehameha Schools uh, Kapalama head football coach has been selected and it will be former Hilo head coach Ka'ea Dramundo. He will serve as the new head coach for the Warriors. The school announced yesterday Abu Ma'afala was relieved of his head coaching duties back in November of 2022 and that led to that process. So Kamehameha Schools has a new head coach. Uh, he Dramundo's last game as head coach at Hilo was a 2017 win over Iolani in the 2019 HHSAA Division I Championship game. And then he stepped down to take an assistant coach position at Kamehameha. So he is now the new head coach over there. So congratulations to him. And now at least there's some guidance heading into the football season come the fall. Uh, And let's see. And also there was a scary situation yesterday at UH football spring practice as safety Kona Moore was transported to the hospital in an ambulance after a scary collision with a teammate. Uh, It just was kind of this one of those plays and he went down and, and didn't get up right away. So a lot of it was a very scary moment. A lot of the players that were there kind of they broke off into their position groups and and then they all you know, formed a circle and huddled around Kona Moore. But his family did release a statement yesterday saying, quote, our family would like to thank everyone for their thoughts and prayers. Kona is stable and in good spirits. He is still awaiting further test results. However, he has full movement in all his extremities, which is the main thing that, you know, you, you really want to hear. And, and that's good to hear. But Still a process. I believe Brian McInnes got a quote from Coach Timmy Chang yesterday. And and one of the things that stood out with Timmy saying is uh, on the for the best result, the best case scenario after seeing that type of hit would be that it would just be a concussion and neck soreness. So that's kind of scary when you think about that. That would be the best case scenario just to put into perspective of just how serious and how bad of a, a hit that was for Konamore. So Sending our, you know, our, our our good vibes only and our aloha to the family and to Kona Moore and hopefully he makes a, a good recovery. Nothing detrimental in the long term, but it's good news that he does have full movement in all of his extremities. And that's step one. That the only the best thing that you can um, hope for with a sport, especially like football, where we've come to see a lot of these scary hits that that happen, but it's rare that it happens in practice. Uh, all right, so getting. Back to University of Hawaii basketball. Let's start with the women because, hey, Rainbow Wahine coming out with that win. It was a little scary, though, because they were down by a lot like the first half. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? you got to beat UC Riverside. But lo and behold, fear not because Laura Beeman knows how to get her squad going. Come out with the win at UC Riverside, 60-49. to 49. Which, by the way, if anybody was trying to watch that ESPN Plus stream, it felt like I I was like blinking watching that game. It was such a weird feed. I don't know if any of you guys tried to watch. I had to stop watching because it was giving me a headache because like the audio was like crackling and then the the video was like cutting in and out. It would like 
play and then it would go to a black screen and then it would play again. And I'm like, that can't, I can't watch this anymore. So, but maybe, maybe it was good that I tuned it off because when I was watching, they were losing. So maybe it was the luck that they needed. I, I had to stop watching it because like I said, I was getting a headache from that ESPN plus broadcast, but the best result happens and they win. Still sitting at fourth, though, in the Big West Conference at 11 and 6, right behind UC Santa Barbara. So, again, reminder they play at UC Irvine on Saturday. That game is at 12 p.m. Hawaii time. And then they come back home and finish off the season at the Simplify Arena at San Sheriff Center next week, Thursday, and senior night next week, Saturday against UC Santa Barbara. So, whoo, good vibes only. <laughs> Good vibes only. I, I love the fact that they battle. Uh, every time I when, when I watch them and I think they're down and out, they find ways. And it's it's crazy though how it happens. And you wish it didn't happen, but I, I like. Um, but when you go into tournament, that's kind of what you need. That never die attitude because they're gonna go. The tournaments are based on runs, right? It's who can withstand the run and then make a run of their own. And and the Rainbow Wahine seem to do that, and they've been doing it all year long. And and that's what makes this team special. Like. They're almost for me. It's almost they're probably not season like conference, um, you know, set up. Meaning like I know they were predicted to win the conference, but it probably won't happen. Uh, well, obviously won't happen. But I don't know. Like when I watch this team, the way they're built, the way they play, I'm like, I don't know if they would ever, even if they were all healthy, if it would be geared this way because they they almost look like a tournament team rather where it's they're they're geared to withstand those runs and then make the runs themselves because they don't they have that kind of never quit attitude. And that's what you need going into postseason play. So I'm excited actually for their, for like the Big West tournament to come for them, and then you know those good vibes, of course, continue rolling for them. And then, well, the men, good vibes only. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that was a very uh, eventful evening last night. Um, as <laughs> that was a very eventful evening last night as the Rainbow Warriors unfortunately had a significant lead. Uh, we're actually leading 25-14 at the half and then got outscored in the second half 42-27 to fall to UC Riverside 54-52. to Busa, but it was a tough loss. But this is actually what head coach Iran Ganat had to say following that tough loss last night. Um, that is a tough one. That is really tough, as tough as it gets in the game. For me, say it. ups and downs, and the peaks and valleys, and the heartache and the great moments. And number one, credit UC Riverside. Uh, number two, credit our fans. Um, I expect us, this hurts right now, I expect us to bounce back like we have all year, but uh, we had a moment we could have made our next step and we did not. Um, the recurrent theme for us, which I hope thought we were past, was you know, a lot of times people look at the mature players or We'll look at the last plays of these and realize it's a lot that it's never down to the one play. Give me Kamaka at the free throw line or shooting a big shot every day. Give me Noel, give me Vaughn, give me all those guys. The game was separated when we were up 10. And it's been a common theme. Because in those moments, and we said it to our team, and I thought we were past it, but why? So we go, why do we have those? It came down, comes down to, and all of them, and tonight again, lack of discipline and lack of unity 
which is very unlike us. So we learn the hard way. That means we're up 10, let's play a little bit. We play on our own. We're down 10, we try to, you know, I'll say this, we, great job by giving us a chance. We had a couple of opportunities to take a lead late. Down six, momentum was shifting, guys locked in. They hit some tough shots late. They had one at the end of the clock. Um, the defensive and rebound overall numbers are misleading overall because we were so dominant in those areas in the first half. But well, they out-rebounded us bad in the second half. And they got big plays, free throw, block out for a three, uh, turnovers for and ones and layups. Uh, the pressure was really good. Um, but again, we, we went away from, that's why I think this, when we made our run to give us a chance late, it's good to see, like Muta had a great shot from three. That was sharing the ball, and the ball gets a shot. You know, Kamaka, we move it side to side. Kamaka gets in the paint. Um, it is amazing to me. I got to do a better job, obviously, that we can continue to do the same thing in those moments. Just incredible to me. So the good news is we continue, we get an opportunity to keep playing. I'm very happy about that. Sometimes you have that and you don't get it back. So, uh, but like I said, credit Riverside. Um, our fans were tremendous. Our our our, um, our boys, our guys uh, deserve a packed house. Despite tonight, the fans deserve it. Our state deserves it, um, and we'll bounce back. We're looking forward to a great challenge. And that was University of Hawaii men's basketball head coach Iran Ganat following yesterday's tough 54 to 52 loss to UC Riverside got to step aside but we'll be back to finish up our discussion about last night's men's basketball game when we come back on wake up in the den you wanna you better work, Alan. <laughs> Sip martinis. I know you want to look hot in a bikini, too. <laughs> well, you better work, Alan. <laughs> I really cannot with you sometimes. <laughs> It's Aloha Friday. I, I had to change it up be, a little bit. I don't even know where like, to begin with you. <laughs> to change it up a little bit. Throw in the curveball over there just to get everybody up today on this Aloha Friday. Weather's a little gloomy, but it's always rainbows and sunshines in the HSRN studio. Weekday mornings from 8 to 9 a.m. Sometimes when Alan wants to bring in his rain clouds and I have to go full on Care Bear snare and be like, get out! <laughs> Fun shine bear! <laughs> if you guys had, if you guys couldn't guess, that was my favorite Care Bear growing up. I've oh no, we bear. we got we trust me. <laughs> I I don't think there's a doubt in my mind. There's not a doubt in my mind that the people didn't know that was your favorite Care Bear. <laughs> Funshine, Care Bear stare, Care Bear stare. Um, anyways. Getting back on track, getting back to the sports, <laughs> as we were uh, talking about before the break, you heard from UH men's basketball head coach Iran Ganat just discussing that tough loss yesterday by two points. Another tough one, like the other game we lost by one. So the University of Hawaii is, just like the women, though, are still fourth in the conference, uh, just ahead of Cal State Fullerton and UC Davis, whose game got canceled 
yesterday, actually, because UC Davis didn't have enough players uh, ahead of Hawaii in the standings. Are UC Santa Barbara at 12 and 5, UC Riverside ugh, at 13 and 5, and UC Irvine at the top? Now it was it was interesting because before the Hawaii game, we were all kind of watching the scores that were happening last night because UC Santa Barbara was actually like. Uh, in back of Long Beach State. So they were playing Long Beach State yesterday. Again, UC Santa Barbara ahead one spot of Hawaii, and they were losing, but they did pull out the win, 78-73. However, UC Irvine did lose 99-91 to UC San Diego. So we were getting a little crazy before uh, the actual game started just watching these scores. So that's huge for Hawaii in terms of UC Irvine. So there is still a chance. I mean, obviously some teams have to lose and Hawaii still has to win out, but I don't foresee them being able to win out and all these other teams lose the last few games, but still it's, it, it's a very, very meaningful game on Saturday as every conference game is. And if there's anything that this team does, just like Coach Gunnott said, is that we tend to bounce back. And usually after these tough losses, they come back and, and do a, big things and there are less than 200 tickets remaining wow for saturday that place is gonna be loud so it's gonna be guys, lit yeah. well maybe hopefully it's a, a winning lit but and then it's like again we, we kind of joke it's against uc irvine who it's like the team in the conference that we love to hate and their coach is always very entertaining <laughs> so good old russ turner good old russ turner but it'll it'll just be It'll be a fun time. Don't forget, if you're still planning to go, the game is at 5 o'clock Hawaii time, not at 7. So it's at 5 o'clock. Be sure you don't show up at like 6.30 and you're like, well, why is I, why do I hear crowds cheering already? <laughs> game is at 5. So be sure. And if and because it seems like there's because we're close to a sellout and it seems like there's maybe a lot of people that haven't been to a basketball game or maybe not even anything at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Be sure you tell your friends. Clear bag policy. It's trust me, even people that know always forget. So clear bag policy that so don't try to bring like your big bag or else you're going to have to go put it back in your car. Or if you don't bring a bag, you're going to have to stuff everything in your pockets. So it's going to be fun if you're not out at Aloha Stadium for the Aloha from Aloha Stadium event. You'll be with all the cool kids at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center where I will be. Actually, yesterday was pretty much all. All right, go. You know, there was one there was one call that I was a little upset about because you guys know that I'm very big on the box out. And I swear Bernardo did what he's supposed to do and boxed out the kid and got called for a foul. I was like so mad. Like he's just boxing out. <laughs> like, and then and then it doesn't help, right? They show the replay on the on the big screen and I'm like yelling my head off some more. Like, what are you calling? <laughs> It was, it was, yeah, it was interesting. But we, uh, if you want the full recap, that'll be up in in a little bit this morning, right after the show, via Paul Brecht, who is there covering our men's basketball coverage. So he has the full write up, and you will also will also upload the full uh, post game press conference from with Coach Gannat because you heard about three minutes. It's and then the entirety, the entire thing is about seven minutes. So it'll be good. I think the last thing about the game, the part that kind of I'm still a little befuddled about is that they took the shot so early coming out of coming out of a timeout like you're you're expecting like a legit play 
You know what I mean? Like to win the game or to tie. Like you don't need the three. You just needed a two. Tie the game. Woohoo! Free basketball. Like I ain't going to complain about that. I'd rather get to overtime than a loss. But yeah, it was just a, I think there was about four seconds left on the, the shot clock. And like they, like he chucked up that shot from, like if anything, try to drive to the basket and draw a foul or something. But that part to me, I'm, I got to go, I got to go back and watch the tape. <laughs> Was a little because since Did I you sit, just pull a Norm Chow out of your hat? <laughs> I gotta go back. And yeah, because I sit like because we sit courtside. You know, it's hard to really see like it the play developing and where all the players are moving. Where I want to go and see like that better angle from up high and see how the the game ended and where all the players were moving off the ball and what exactly was developing. Because I can't wrap my head around what the play call was and why the shot was taken like two seconds too early and from distance like go in either draw the which oh yeah that's another thing and then Kamaka Hepa missed those free throws in oh you know what it's the thing heartbreak is heartbreak all it's, around it's simply it's it's the everybody wants to be the hero mentality we kind of live in now and so I think you you lose sight just I mean you probably lose sight of how much time you really have because it feels like it's going a million seconds of, uh, you know. Yeah. It feels just like clock's ticking a lot faster than it really is, and so you rush it, not realizing, you know, notwithstanding that you have still another two and a half seconds, three seconds remaining that you have the opportunity to, to get closer, to take a better shot, or to, like you said, drive. In that instance, you're down by two. I would drive because the team doesn't want to commit a foul because they don't want to send you to the line and stop the clock, if anything. And then also, you know, they're, they're going to contest it, of course, but you have a better opportunity than, than trying to chuck up a three at the, you know, a, a long-distance out, outside range shot. Yeah, but – and then, like I said, Kamaka missed that one-of-one one free throw. And, and you could tell after the game, like, you know, that hurt him. And uh, it was just tough all around. But, I mean, like Coach Gunnott said in the in that in the post game, you know, credit to UCR and, and Hawaii, like – they it, it it sucks to say this, but seeing how that that second half went and just how much UCR like outworked Hawaii and I don't know we lost they, they lost focus or something it just got a little frantic and I don't know if it I don't know if lazy is the right word but maybe just comfortable so I mean UCR really they did deserve that win they outplayed Hawaii in that second half they were and they were making some crazy shots like Hawaii to their part weren't playing like horrible defense I mean they got some good like hands in their face and everything and they were just making the shots and this is what happens but like I said hopefully Hawaii is able to just bounce back come back even better and we'll be ready for the sold out game on Saturday all right going to take a break the break a little early because when we come back uh, we just want to dive into that editorial with June Jones and what he had to say regarding the athletic director position slash the search committee and all points in between. It'll be fun. We'll be back on Wake Up in the Den. Of all the beautiful people, it's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbiani, Alan Mia, on this Aloha Friday. What? Who run the world? 
we had this discussion before, Alan, that, right. you know, girls do run your world. So <laughs> in every facet of it, my, my household, exact type of household that I grew up in, my poor father, it's like, oh, my women, work, women all around <laughs> my workplace. Probably explains why he spent so much time in the yard and building things outside. I don't want to deal with you females. <laughs> I would love to spend my time in the yard building things, but then I get the <sighs> <laughs> like she's like she's happy that I'm doing something like that's gonna benefit really her in the long run, but she's mad that I'm not inside the house with them. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh man. Okay. I okay. I'm like trying to decide like where to start with. There's there's a lot of pieces to dissect. As sorry, I just thought of like one of our friends' reference where he'd be like, hey, "We're gonna peel back the onion." Um, oh no. We're just making references to all kinds of like things today. Um, because there's a lot. I mean, it's a pretty like long editorial that was written by former University of Hawaii football head coach June Jones, currently the offensive coordinator in the XFL for the Sea Dragons. Um, And so I guess let's go back. So in what was this like? Can can I just say something real quickly? Because you mentioned the Sea Dragons. Like, like, no offense. A lot of his, like, I get his points, JJ, real, real quickly, though. But, like, dude, like, your last couple stints have been the XFL. Come on, the XFL. I'm going to get to that, Alan. Stop like, getting what, ahead what, of our what, discussion. What, what, shh, just, shh. Right, We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Fine. <laughs> That's in my points, too. Um, so, going back, in current UH Athletics Director David Matlin is set to retire uh, in June. So they, you know, they started a search committee, opened up the job for people to apply. And so June starts with, he, so the, the article is titled UH Fumbles Athletic Director Search Must Set a New Course. That's how it starts, right? And then uh, he goes on, the article starts with the University of Hawaii has launched a search to find a replacement for retiring UH Mono Athletics Director David Matlin, but the effort announced just days ago reflects a flawed process to fill this key post. Among the school's questionable steps, the seven-member search committee is curiously lacking in the ethnic diversity the UH boasts of in its mission statements. As someone who's been associated with the Warriors for years and played with and coached rosters filled with so many talented Polynesian and black athletes, it appears their numbers are largely missing from the committee. All right. So this is the part that makes me the most like PO'd because, yes, there are a lot of Polynesian and black athletes specifically more so, obviously, on the team that he coached in the football program. And then, yes, generally the men's basketball program, which he'll talk about a little later in this write-up. May I remind everybody, and this is the part to me that comes off very, very sexist, and that's why it makes me upset. Speak! Come on! (laughs) It makes me upset because you have Susan Icor, who is a co-chair, and you have Sabrina McKenna, Hawaii Supreme Court Associate Justice and former UH student athlete both women three women by the way on the on the committee two of these women are of asian descent so you're telling me that asian women 
aren't diverse enough in and especially in the state of Hawaii. You're essentially saying that because the board and again, Sabrina McKenna is a former student athlete for the actual university in a sport that he didn't coach. Oh, she's a woman playing on the basketball team. And, you know, just because you didn't coach women's sports, it's not diverse enough for you comes off so sexist to me, makes me so ticked off that so only the sports that you coached mattered and only the men matter. Only the don't get me wrong. I'm of Polynesian descent as well, also of Asian descent, but only Polynesian and black athletes and the male athletes matter because that's what you were seeing during your whole coaching time. And what, you know, I get it. And I said this during our initial talk about this committee. Finding a new AD that's going to have ideas and focus on building up the UH football program and men's basketball program is easy. There's all kinds of templates that you can follow across the country. It's about what matters to the other, especially with Title IX, the other female athletes, and the the normally non-revenue generating sports, like your women's basketball program, like your tennis and everything. It's, it's Are you going to be an AD that comes here that is going to care about all of the student athletes and not just football (laughs) that's what makes up the UH so I was so if you guys can't tell that part just reading that part totally threw me off because I'm I'm like you have three women on this board you have two of which are of Asian descent and that somehow is not diverse enough for you because they don't they don't play football or or whatnot and Albert D.K. Chi another person on this board Vice President of Retail Marketing and Community Relations for Island Energy and former chair of Ahahui Koa Anuenue. He is of Hawaiian descent. He went to Kamehameha schools. So uh, he's part Hawaiian, obviously, because you need to show your Hawaiian ancestry in order to get accepted or even to apply and take a test to go to Kamehameha schools. But, you know, because his last name is what? Chi? You, you automatically assume that he's not diverse enough because he doesn't have a Polynesian name. Like, I just, I was so upset about how it just comes off. And I've heard this not only from him, I've heard it amongst the other, you know, people in the community about the lack of diversity. And again, Asians are people of color too. <laughs> and women, especially, I just get... Ah! All right. Do I get a take now? Yes, because I need to catch my breath and okay. cool. I need to cool down a little bit right now. Here's here's the thing that bothers me. It's ignorant. It's it's naive. It's I mean it's not meant to be, but it is, and it comes across that way. And I I'm, I apologize, June Jones. It it just it is what it is. Simply for this matter, for some people in this world, not just here, but across the world, for some, diversity only means one thing. And it's literally black or white. Diversity is so much more than just the color of one skin, which is either black or white for some. Diversity is, like you said, male, female. Diversity is all races, all ethnicities, whatever. Take away their name. Because names nowadays doesn't really indicate what you are, who you are, where you come from. But for those people who can only see either black or white, 
but then try to mask it with at, adding in the Polynesian um, ancestry into there. You lose sight of what really what diversity is. Diversity is in every form, shape, size, color, comes in everything. When you put out an article like this, a column, an editorial, whatever you want to call this nonsense, you better come with everything correctly. When you leave it to being only black or white, you leave yourself for these criticisms, June Jones. And that's simply what it is. You come across as literally, you want someone certain on this list of a certain race, of a certain color. Of a certain sport. Of a certain sport. Because you lost sight of what diversity truly, really is. Now, I know Superfan, because Superfan is is JJ supporter, is going to disagree with me. I don't care. The reality of what sits here right now in front of me when I read this. Lacking diversity and ethnic diversity. You lost me there. What you're saying now has no credibility with me because you fail to see what diversity truly means. What Hawaii truly is. You ingrained yourself with the sport that you think is the end-all be-all. I get that. You led the football program to, the, to the, one of the best comeback stories ever in the history of NCAA football. You gave people a second chance when others wouldn't. I get that. You brought in the revenue. You changed the culture of the, 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 the football program. Hell, you even got UH to change color schemes. <laughs> and the name. And the name. I get it. But lose, but, but make no mistake about it. There are other sports you have to worry about, consider, and you have to consider one of yours. You lost sight of all of that. So what you say from here on out means absolutely nothing to me. Because it's ignorant. Exactly. And where we share the same sentiment there. And don't get me wrong. Hey, you can disagree with the qualifications of the panel and you can pick apart. Like I like, do. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, what does this person know? You know, I actually think Sabrina McKenna is a fine choice, though, because you're a Supreme Court justice. If you're an AD, you have to understand a lot about just the law in general, the rules of the NCAA. Uh, not saying that she's a master at NCAA rules and regulations, but she's a level head. You know, she's very smart and she's a student, former student athlete. Like, I think she was a brilliant selection to this committee. So she understands both like the legal side and of course being a student athlete and how far we've come since she's played and how much has changed and how much you expect the new athletic director to come in and be able to like I I go back saying ideas and changing like June Jones did a football program the most popular sport by far in Hawaii is you know air quote easy it's how you're able to if you're applying to say how the ideas you will have to make sure all of the student athletes feel like they're cared for yes don't get the student athletes aren't naive either they get it they know like football is the most important to the fans fine but they still need to feel like hey i'm not forgotten any one bit you know like i still matter to the uh yeah maybe my sport doesn't matter to the fans but these student athletes need to come here feeling like they at least matter to the university, right? Like that the university isn't pushing all of them aside, especially all the female athletes and only focusing on football. So it's easy for someone like June to come in and be like, 
oh, we're lacking any of the Polynesian and like black committee members. But we're not. He says, no, there are, he says, you know, the island voices. No, there are dozens of prominent former alumni athletes who would be eager to devote their time and ideas to this endeavor. Of course there are, because there are tons of people who feel like they have all these ideas. But are any of them up to being like a Supreme Court justice or, you know, president of a of something like an island energy or and I get it, you know, Scott Sinnott. But he's on here because he's the professor of psychology for the UH. As we always say, mental health is a very, very big thing right now that as it should be, especially following COVID. A lot of these student athletes are still kind of recovering from coming out of high school. You need someone on the board like that. Again, you're take take away the color. Like, I hate that. Like, oh, he's white, so he can't select someone. Well, he's a professor of psychology and mental health is a big deal now. So he deserves to be in this point in time, he deserves to be on the committee for to search for an AD that, again, just like David Matlin did, is going to care about the mental health of the student athletes. So it just gets me so ticked off. No, and you're absolutely right. And and at the forefront of the NCAA right now, at the forefront of the NCAA right now is mental health and the growth of women's athletics and the equality between women and men. That's what this committee is right now, finding someone who can lead us into this next phase of the NCAA of which they're focusing on. Mental health and the equalization of men and women. That's why this committee is the way it is. Yeah, because times have changed. And 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 really, again, the last thing on on at least this portion of his article, um, you know, the Polynesian and black athletes part. Okay, you, you again, you have a Polynesian on there, like you said. So that takes away that. So what are you left with in your article of what you're writing right now? The one thing and one thing only. It's like you said, the color of the skin. Yeah, you're just gonna throw someone in there because you just threw another group in there because you're you didn't checking a box. Yeah, you're checking a box thing. because you didn't realize though one of the members on this committee was of Polynesian descent and is actually native Hawaiian. Yeah, of like, all things. <laughs> like so, so come out and say what you really want. Don't don't make it like you're speaking of the masses of diversity because you're not. It's okay to feel the way you feel, June Jones. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong by any means. I have a problem with the way you went about it and what you try to claim as diversity. That's what I have a problem with. Yeah. And it's like it's almost like the blinders are on. Again, it's only because the the committee isn't, you know, doesn't look like the team that he coached, even though there's tons of other student athletes on campus, but didn't look like his team. All right. There's a couple more things, including what he says about current coaches being on staff. Also, just the qualification, which a lot of people have been talking about with the minimum three years collegiate athletics administration uh, qualification that you need to even apply. Uh, we'll get into that to close it out on Wake Up in the Den. I put that in there to remind everyone it's the final countdown to go out to the Aloha Stadium tomorrow 
Uh, if you want more information, we have a direct link on our Instagram bio, or you can go to hawaiisportsradio.com, click on the bulletin board tab, or go to the Aloha Stadium website uh, where you can get your tickets. Again, the earliest session, that's just the walkthrough, is waitlist only, but the tickets for the first and second session are still available. So first st- first session starts at noon, uh, which is kind of the time when I'll be there because we're going to, you know, be able to check it out for a little bit and then have to head over to the University of Hawaii because the basketball game, once again, senior night, almost sold out. Uh, the game is at 5 o'clock p.m. Do not show up thinking it's at 7. Game is at 5. It is on TV. Bring your signs. And it is a white out. So be sure to wear your white. All right. Whew. As we're up against the clock here, but I want to get to what we have to. So uh, part of the, one thing that I do share a sentiment with with this particular article because I've heard it from multiple people not just June Jones is that you know with having the two coaches and Charlie Wade for men's volleyball and Rainbow Wahine basketball head coach Laura Beeman on the committee you know their athletic experience notwithstanding is what he said why are two subordinates on the committee that will screen and recommend their next supervisor if I were a UH coach I would find it awkward and uncomfortable to be in a position of interviewing and recommending someone who will become my boss Furthermore, selection committee members should be fully vetted to ensure there are no conflicts of interest. You know, I I, I kind of get it and I've heard it. I, I get that it does feel like it's a conflict of interest. But at the same time, they're not the committee is there to kind of like screen people, you know, just so someone like Alan doesn't apply. And like they're like, ah, what is this guy? <laughs> we don't I think him. I would make a fine candidate. <laughs> just, just saying. But, you know, that's what they're they're not going to hire like the next they just more of a here's a few candidates and then the ultimate you know they'll be hired by somebody else Uh, but I understand people's sentiments when we talked about the committee the first time I don't exactly view it as a conflict of interest and I do appreciate that they are allowing two coaches uh, of programs and they've been around the university for a very very long time and by all accounts, it seems like they will still continue to be coaches at the UH for a long time. You know, it's not like I know some people were kind of curious as to, oh, how come there's no one from football? Well, Timmy Chang and his staff are relatively new. And again, football is the easy sport to fix. No offense. Football <laughs> got a lot more problems other than being on a, sitting on a committee and going through all these interviews. Not that there will be many with the qualifications, but I'm just saying for me, like I I. I, I don't know how I exactly feel about it. It's it's like it's like I try to put it in terms like okay, our daily life. Do I get to say like if let's say my GM's uh you know my there becomes my general manager there's a vacancy for her her position. Do do I would I ever be included on on a say of who that next person's gonna be? Of course not. I wouldn't. I, I kind of feel like it's because there's that conflict of interest. Like she's like, this person's going to be my boss. So like, I shouldn't have a say on it. That comes from corporate, but it's kind of like, in a sense, the same with this. Like, I don't know how I exactly feel with these two coaches because then you talk about favoritism. But see, I, I don't think like, I think people are reading into like, okay. So I, if I step aside and I'm at a job for a very, very long time, right? Like we, I, I feel like I'm comfortable with saying people like you and I, really know how to do our jobs. We know uh, the ins and outs about radio from the back end to the front end to the marketing to the social media. And a lot of times these big bosses that come in are hired, obviously, by the bigger bosses that are corporate. And they only look at 
oh, they've had this many experience, the blah, numbers, blah, blah. yeah. And then they're like, here, let's plop them in to be the next GM. And they come, and then all of us are like, dude, this person doesn't even know what that's happened so many times in other jobs and whatever I've worked in. And you're like, this person doesn't even I, know anything. So for the two coaches to be in there, it, it again, it's not they're not doing the hiring. They're more of, all right, this person seems like they will actually know what they're doing, know how to, you know, help this again, the no, what's normally non-generating or non-revenue generating sports because we forget up until recently men's volleyball was relatively empty like at the Stan Sheriff Center right until hey we started really winning national championships That's the key. yeah but when did they come who's, yeah who's going to and it's Hawaii so we love volleyball but so but who is going to come in and know exactly what they're going to do with these other sports I cannot stress how easy it is to like like I said I'll, I'll repeat it over and over you can come in and talk about all your plans you have for football uh, men's basketball right because there's templates all across the country now how are you gonna say your case on how you're going to be able to make sure there's still fairness amongst all of the student athletes and bring your ideas so but I do get the yeah hiring your next boss but if I'm in that seat like I said if I'm gonna knowing what I know, the inner workings of radio, and you're just going to bring someone in that's going to try to tell me, like, how to do my job, and I'm like, you don't even know what you're doing, you know? Like, you can kind of sniff it out. Like, if you've been within, like, the program, like Charlie and Laura have been, they've been in the program for a long time, you'll be able to really tell and sniff out someone that is like, man, they really wouldn't know what to do if they got this job. No, I, so. I understand that. Like, like that's why I said I'm neither here nor there on this on this one. Yeah. Uh, like kind of, you know, this um, I don't even know what you call this. This this p- part of the piece that June Jones put in. I'm neither here nor there on yeah. this one. Um, I don't think that was the the thing that really set me off, <laughs> but. But but oh, yeah. I understand. We, we already got over the part that set us yeah, off. Yeah, but, but I, I but I understand both sides of it. Yeah. So that's why I'm like I'm this one I'm okay with having a discussion about it because yeah. like there's 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 goods to both sides and I and there and I understand both. So like I'm, but I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. And and you know I kind of more tend maybe to lean towards like you like you know I do want someone though that kind of understands how to do the non you know the non revenue sports you know yeah. in a certain way to make it seem worthwhile because. That's really where we excel in this market. Yeah, and 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 that's why I kind of wanted to explain it, not so much of as a debate, but because I've heard a lot about like that's not just June Jones, but a lot of people are like, yeah, why are coaches on the committee hiring a new boss? So I wanted to explain for the beautiful people, um, just kind of a different perspective on why it can be viewed as a good thing and having coaches on there selecting quote unquote their future boss or whatever. Not and they're not even selecting; they're just recommending. Also, I look at the position of an athletics director as more of a leader, you know, not a boss. And I I say that in reference to a meme that I saw before, or maybe not so much a meme, but just a, a description of the difference between a boss and a leader. You know, a boss comes in and just points fingers and tells people what to do. And that's it. Like, they're just going to be the boss and they like to hear themselves talk and they're going to boss people around. Where an athletics director should be a leader. And a leader comes in and leads the team. They do the work. They work together. They want, they have a team mentality so that everyone can be on the same page and move forward. So that's another reason why I don't look at this as, oh, they're hiring their boss. No, they're hiring their next leader, not their next boss. Or, and again, 
Coach Beatman and Coach Wade and the committee are not doing the hiring per se, but they're looking at their next leader, their next team captain, not their next boss. And you'll be able to tell if someone's going to come in and want to just be a boss and and point fingers and again and only focus on one thing. No, you you want your next leader. And that's the big difference here that I think people lose perspective on. They're not hiring a boss. And like I said, a boss by the means of when I go back thinking about that reference that I saw where a boss sits on top of the mountain and likes to point fingers and tell people what to do and it's your way or the highway. No, they want their next leader. They want the person who is going to gather everyone, the team, the coaches, all of the staff, and we are going to move forward in what is next for the University of Hawaii. Um, the other thing, the minimum qualification of three years collegiate athletics administration would disqualify many outstanding candidates with strong public or private sector credentials from consideration, which is important because the AD's number one job is fundraising. Uh, given his criterion, it's doubtful if even the outgoing Matlin would have qualified. So on the job description, he would have, by the way. Yeah, the minimum qualification requirements. It does have all the bullet points, and yes, it does have a minimum of three years of experience in collegiate athletics administration. But the last bullet point, as you will see on all job openings, is, you know, they list all the education that is preferred, yada, 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 extensive knowledge, blah, blah, blah. But the last bullet point is, or any equivalent combination of education and experience. (laughs) So, like, I mean, they, they want somebody who is at least going to, like I said, this is more of a deterrent so you know someone like me will be accepted but then alan will be you know they'll be like no nah. but oh cool yeah look at her all her qualifications she's gonna come in <laughs> well but, you have three years of uh administrate or uh, any collegiate. equivalent combination of education and experience <laughs> so that's what i had to point out like i get it that that and that's a bullet point that's like the second bullet point is the three years of collegiate athletics administration, because it, it is important. You should somewhat be engulfed in knowing what to do. He does bring up how the NCAA uh, pres- or new governing body person was former Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, that running the NCAA is an actual business. It's not taking care of individual student athletes and everything else. So you can't make that comparison. But again, This is more of a deterrent from just letting anybody apply. They're going to look through the resumes that come in and they can all if they like someone, they can always be like, all right, you match the last bullet point. You have the equivalent combination of education and experience. So, yeah, you can come in. And so it's like, I don't know why people kind of didn't get to the last bullet point where that's what that means when you apply for jobs and they have qualifications is that education and experience. It gave them a window for this committee to accept people that didn't meet all the qualifications. But if you don't read through all the fine print and all the the, the bullet points, you have articles like this one. Then you shouldn't apply. If you already got to, if you got discouraged by the second bullet point, then maybe you shouldn't apply anyways cuz obviously uh you didn't want it that don't be breaking microphones again. Uh but yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff. I think Malin and I kind of stressed about the key that that bothered us uh, I would tell you to find it on staradvertiser.com but it's hard to find anyways don't forget tune in to Hawaii Sports Radio Network later on today at 2 p.m. Alamia Calgaldera will bring you HPU Baseball Pack West Opener versus Biola for Alamia I'm Ku'ule Agbayani happy Aloha Friday mahalo for listening bye